News Radio 92.3. It is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey. I'm here with Todd Thompson of the Pensacola Chamber, Chamber of Commerce. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, Jan. I'm so good to see you again. And you know, you brought a very special guest with you this morning. I did. And uh, thank you for joining the Chamber Connection. Mark Faulkner, president of Baptist Healthcare here in Pensacola. Uh, First, welcome to the Chamber Connection. Thanks for having me, Todd. Good to be here. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> I know you've, this, you've lived this for the last few years. You've talked about it a lot, but I just want to make sure that our Chamber members and the community at large hears all about what's been happening with Baptist, your move, the new, new facility, and, and just so let's just kind of start with that. Tell us, you know, kind of soup to nuts, what happened, how, how it all came together, and uh, just the success that it was. Well, thank you. It's been um, quite a journey. And this journey started actually back in, you know, 2017, 2018, when we determined we needed to make some investments um, uh, for our growing community and the growing organization. But that conclusion ultimately was we needed to move. Uh, there was just no opportunity to expand where we were so we chose to move close to where we were but also much more accessible to the broader community and uh, that was in 2019 we made that announcement and then along came COVID and along came Hurricane Sal and the other challenges and adversity but through it all uh, we uh, proceeded ahead um, with the financing the design the construction uh, all of it stayed on schedule and on budget and um of course, that culminated in the completion and the move-in, which occurred Saturday before last on the 23rd of September. Um, and so it has been a very compressed era of change. Um, it sort of probably takes me back a little bit in history when our founding fathers came together and said we needed to do more in healthcare, and our community is growing. And we've sort of revisited that journey. And again, we arrived at um, this new campus that uh, – is now a week old and it has been a, a thrilling journey so and remind me september 23rd is a significant date for for baptist Healthcare. is that yeah. correct yeah well we it, it is i mean for us we had um actually for almost two years now we circled that date um as something that we were going to work toward it as, as move-in day now people say oh that's the peak of hurricane season uh, yeah you're right it was what it was uh but yeah we had we had um we had uh, aspired toward that goal and, and toward that date and organized a lot of things around it. And when I say organized a lot of things, that involved about 3,000 employees uh, doing extensive training. It involved a very, very, as you might imagine, uh, detailed move uh, uh, and plan um, to literally get a hospital moved in one single day. Uh, so a lot of work went into that. And uh, at the end of the day, we had uh, 1,100 team members and 16 ambulances and, and working in convoys throughout the morning. We started at 5 a.m. and we were complete just afternoon, having moved all the patients and uh, vital equipment uh, alongside of that into the new campus. Um, special thanks to uh, Chief Torcell and EMS. They were amazing partners, Pensacola Police Department, Sheriff Department, with their escorts. It literally was a, a a day that we thought would take till 5 p.m., but we ended up cutting that in half but just because of incredible efficiency and, and the effectiveness and safety of, of that patient move. So, yeah, a lot of it pointed toward that, and we moved that Saturday. The next day we moved uh, all of our outpatient services and clinical services into the Bear Family Foundation Health Center, 
Um, and uh, so that completed the move on Sunday, and then off we went last week. Yeah, and so this is such a unique situation because, you know, from a business perspective, we think, oh, you're opening a new store. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you open a new store, and it's brand new, and you're waiting for people to come in. But as a hospital, you have patients already that you are serving and taking care of, and you have to move them. Right. And, and you have delicate situations where you have to be very careful. And I, I just can't imagine the logistics mm-hmm. that went into yeah. that. Well, um, we move patients in healthcare every day, patients that need to be uh, transferred to different levels of care. Uh, sometimes that involves an EMS transport and all. This was just on a massive scale. Right. But in many respects, it was a move of a hospital. In many respects, it was an opening of a new hospital uh, because of the facility and the technology. It's all state-of-the-art. It's all new. The wayfinding, the workflows, it's all new. So, yes, it's a, it's a new hospital. Yes, it was a move of an old hospital. Uh, and, and all those factors made it complicated. And to your point, unlike maybe other businesses where you might get a soft opening right. in a restaurant, right. we don't do a soft opening. Yeah. Uh, so literally from minute one, day one, we were ready to take care of the most critical of patients. In fact, that Saturday we saw some very critical patients come into our ER, even in the midst of the move. Wow. And we were able to accommodate that. We had some very sick patients that were transported from the legacy campus to the new campus. And uh, we were able to do that again, very safely and effectively. Right. Yeah. So talk about the operations now obviously you're in mm-hmm. a new facility so the layout's different you know you have newer technology it's just a whole kind of new i guess uh just a, a new operation so talk about that a little. it bit. really is and sort of do a before and after and in comparison contrast we were working in a building that was built in the late 40s and early 50s and been added on ever since and it wasn't built for modern medicine so so if you can imagine what the new is now, which was built and is built for modern medicine. And so uh, it has been, uh, again, a lot of new workflows, uh, a lot of efficiencies baked into it uh, in terms of how our staff move around, patients move around, our physicians move around, um, and just the overall environment. Um, this this first week was, uh, it was an amazing week right. following a flawless move. But... Um, it's the buzz of the place. It's just a busy campus, and and I'm just so thrilled with the feedback we've been getting from not just our team members and our physician providers, but also the patients and the visitors who have uh, have entered that campus and have left there just amazed. It really has been an exciting week. Right. So, yeah, talk about that, too. If you, you've been a patient who's gone to Baptist Hospital for years or decades even, what's the experience what's the difference in the experience what what should they anticipate coming in well the first thing is obvious and that is access right there on the interstate right there on brent lane uh which makes it uh, broadly accessible um, in terms of finding the place and easing uh, in and out of the campus Uh, the second thing you'll notice is just the physical environment lots of natural lighting it's a very comforting healing environment um, it just, uh, it just a, it's a very airy, positive environment. Um, then you'll see state-of-the-art technology. Uh, everything that is in that place is state-of-the-art. 95% of the equipment furnishings that are in that building are all new right. in addition to the, the bricks and mortar itself. So all the technology is the latest and greatest and certainly um, that. The wayfinding is very intuitive. As you, as in many hospitals, including our legacy campus, 
uh, just finding your way around inside the building. Uh, when patients come, they're distracted, they're worried, they're anxious. And the last thing they want to do is try to figure out how to get from point A to point B. This facility is laid out with that intentionality to make it very, very easy and accessible and, and to move around in. So um, you still have the property, uh, the legacy property that um, that you just moved out of. Mm-hmm. Um it's been a lot of conversation in the community about what's going to happen there. I know that's something that is important to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you kind of give us an update on, on where that stands? Sure. Well, when we started uh, in 2019, we made this announcement. We wanted to create a win-win-win. The first win is, of course, this uh, state-of-the-art campus we just moved into. The second win was to impact the local economy in the midst of the construction. Over half the subs and vendors uh, the employees were local, and so over $30 million of direct contract and construction wages stayed right here. That was the second win. The third win could be the redevelopment of the legacy campus. Now, win number one and win number two, we control at Baptist, right? And we made those decisions with our partners, and, and we were successful. Win number three is going to be a community solution. We own the buildings, and we own the land, and we sought the input of the community, and the community said housing, workforce training, they said community services, they said some basic health care services, and other needs identified with reimagining that campus. But, of course, we don't do housing, and right. we don't do workforce, and et cetera. So we have been, since 2019, and including this morning, including last night and all weekend, working on a solution uh, for the reimagination of those 51 acres downtown. Uh, and, of course, we, as, as you have heard from the mayor, we've been uh, in discussions with the city uh, to create a pathway that would involve some redevelopment there and working with uh, our state delegation um, and Senator Broxson uh, a, a to find a pathway that could involve uh, getting to a greenfield. You know, what we've heard from the developers largely has been there's not a real easy adaptive reuse for the buildings. Now, that's not been ruled out completely. We've heard from others that say, actually, we think we could. And so we're still evaluating, uh, can some or most or all of that campus be reused? And uh, we're not engineers, uh, but but we certainly have engaged people that, that are smarter than we are when it comes to buildings. And, and so there's still that possibility that we'll see um, a bit of a hybrid where we might see broad-scale demolition. We might see some adaptive reuse of some of the spaces. Um, we, we've been talking with private developers and, and again, the city and, and the public as well. We're just we're limited as a not-for-profit on what we can do with things. We can't just give things to for-profits. That's inurement. And, and likewise, we can't seek state and federal grants and funds because we're a private entity. So if it's a municipality like the city or others, um, it opens the door for different funding so- sources to then um, use on that campus to get it to a point of reusability. Okay. Yep. So more to come there. Nothing conclusive, but, uh, you, you know, in the midst of opening this $650 million campus, we know people are curious. Right. They're certainly curious in, in zip code 32501 what's going to happen. But, it, but I think the larger community is, is casually curious about what's going to happen there, too. And we're, we're, we've not ruled anything out. We're open-minded. Any idea is a good idea yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah, and it sounds like you're working hard on it. We, we really are. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So – Talk about, you mentioned this a little bit, but talk about healthcare and what Baptist does as an economic driver in our community. Mm -hmm. People think healthcare, I go to the hospital, I get taken care of. But, I mean, you employ a lot of people, uh, you know, it it, it is 
I mean, healthcare is an economic driver. Talk about that. A yeah, little bit. it really is. It it's it's a service. First of all, it's important service. We deal with people's lives every day, from the beginning of life to end of life. Uh, not just physical, but also, of course, mental health care and emotional health care. And uh, you know, health care is kind of weird. It, it it is an industry, but to me, it's part of community. It's part of community infrastructure. Uh, to have a vibrant community, you've got to have uh, you know crime rates that are that are safe. We've got to have good educational systems. We've got to have good local government, and you got to have good health care. And so, I see it as our responsibility to make sure we fill that gap in our community and offer good health care. Uh, a little bit unique to Baptist, kind of like this radio station, we're local. We're locally owned, and um, that sort of bucks a trend um, in that, um, you know, we're governed by local volunteers. And at the end of the day, we make decisions through the lens of what impacts the community. And likewise, we've got probably four or 500 jobs that are part of Baptist that would otherwise not be in our community uh, if we were part of a national chain. So, again, that's part of what I think our responsibilities are as the second largest not-for-profit, I mean, I'm sorry, second largest non-governmental employer. Uh, Navy Federal passed us a few years ago, and good for them. But we do see ourselves as an important part of the community in terms of uh, quality of life, quality of health and out- health outcomes, and, and certainly the economic impact we have. Right. And to that point, and even beyond, I mean, I know you're involved with a number of organizations that aren't healthcare related. I know Chiva Scambia, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, education's important, that sort of adds to those positive outcomes. If you improve education, better jobs, people have better quality of life. Talk about your investment in that. Absolutely. Um, and not just me personally, but, but our leadership team and our team members and our providers, it's an expectation that we're engaged in the community um, and serving on different boards and nonprofits and local agencies and the like. Um, because when we talk about health and health outcomes and how to improve Pretty soon we're talking about financial stability mm-hmm. and poverty. Pretty soon we're talking about education. Or if we're talking about education, all of a sudden we start talking about poverty and health outcomes. And, and it's, it's, these, it's the three-legged stool. And so to move uh, health and health outcomes, we also have to be very active in what's going on with financial stability, what's happening in poverty, food deserts, walkability, and what's happening with kindergarten readiness and third-grade reading levels and graduation rates and all those things. Um, they're all tied together. And to lift a community, it's more than being really, really good inside the four walls of a hospital. Uh, we want to be really good inside the four walls of a hospital, but we also want to be really impactful outside those four walls. And, again, I think that's our resp- responsibility as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, it all goes hand in hand when you're talking about education, when you're talking about employment, uh, you know, good quality jobs, having people that are trained for those jobs. I mean, I hear it every day, and I know you have openings. If, if you know, if you're interested in a, in a career in healthcare, I know you all have those opportunities, uh, but it, it all goes hand in hand. It really does, and yes, you know, going upstream, working with our educational institutions for workforce development. I just left a new employee orientation. Every two weeks, I'm the first person on the agenda with our 60 new employees this morning, and a lot of new nurses and others, and uh, it is exciting to see us sort of solve those workforce issues we were dealing with a year ago and kind of get back to pre-pandemic norms, uh, but also to understand the long view, uh, making sure we've got the supply of workforce talent, whether it's banking or whether it's, you know, retail or whether it's healthcare, to make sure we've got a vibrant community. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 
wasn't there just a triumph grant that was given to uwf yes. to focus on nursing there was and also uh over in in walton county in, in okaloosa county there's a lot of movement the uh, legislature was very supportive with uwf we got a great partnership with them and psc um, to uh, expand their clinical services and clinical offerings including uh, nurses good good yeah and I, you know again back to that just whole community i mean it takes everyone working together you know talking to each other taking on these big issues if we're going to you know improve our community i mean we've got so much great momentum happening here in pensacola scabby county really northwest florida lots of great things happening and uh i mean i'm just appreciative of the leadership that you're showing that a lot of our our major employers are showing our educational uh partners i mean it's it's exciting to see and and really uh, we need to seize that and, and keep that momentum going i agree it uh it's complicated work uh very difficult to evaluate and improve quality of life in a community uh, when we're all working together, but it's impossible when we're not. And I think that's what's special about Pensacola, uh, whether it's elected officials or other community leaders, um, that we all work together. And I think that's the value of the Chamber of Commerce is a great example of that, where you convene and we convene uh, different perspectives around the same table to solve community challenges. Yeah. And that's important to me. I mean, we are blessed to have, you know, all those members you talked about in terms of government, education, health care, obviously the business community, but bringing folks together to, to work on these problems, are, are, you know, that's, that's important to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anything else you want to share in terms of what's coming up next for, for Baptist? Or? Sure. Yeah, we've, we've still got a lot of other things happening besides opening a new campus. We're... Um, we're right in the middle of expansion at Baptist Medical Park on Nine Mile Road, where we're creating a, a another hybrid urgent care slash emergency department. You know, sometimes when you have something wrong, you don't know if it's a heart attack or indigestion. Yeah. You don't know if it's a fracture or a bruise. Um, and often what we have heard is when folks go to a, a freestanding emergency department and it turns out to be something minor, they get stuck with a $5,000 bill. Wow, what, what can we do about that? Well, in Navarre, we, we, we built the first one in the state a hybrid where folks can come and if it's urgent care you go door left if it's emergent you go on the door right and uh same provider same workflow but you're it's the right level of care for the right need at the right cost and we're building a second one now at nine mile road it should be open here in a couple of months and then we're recruiting doctors uh always adding additional physicians and primary care and specialties uh, that's well in the way in fact i just met a new doctor he's at joining andrews today it was his first day um we got things going on at jay as well as we're uh, trying to continue to, to invest in that community and we all know rural health care is important for the vibrancy of there so a lot of new things exciting things happening at, at at Jay and then behavioral health. We're still working uh, with community partners and, and Lakeview and HCA and Representative Saltzman and others to uh, to try to put together a, a community system to address a growing concern and that's behavioral health. Yeah, and I know that conversation is ongoing and, and uh, uh, Representative Saltzman's really taking the lead on that and that's been great to, to see and it's such a need in our community. Uh, so that, you know, uh, looking forward to hopefully some uh, proposals and some solutions there, but uh, I know Baptist again has been a leader uh, in in dealing with that as well. So yes. I appreciate that. Our, our pleasure. Yeah, it's it's not just our community; it's every community, it seems. And and there's a bit of an epidemic right now with mental health care, um, especially with kids and adolescents. And you might know we're we have the only licensed beds for kids and adolescents uh, in a broad region, and 
boy, that's that's such a growing need. It, it's just, you know, we, we deal with a lot of sad stories of oncology patients, heart attacks, car wrecks. But I don't know if there's anything sadder than seeing a five-year-old having a behavioral health issue. It's just, but it's 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 real, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's and sadly enough, it's very common. Yeah. Well, anything else, uh, okay, anything else you want to share? Well, I, I go back to um, how we started, and, and that is, um, you know, the excitement right now, especially with our, our team members. You know, healthcare demands a lot, um, and, and, and our employees, they invest personally. They understand the importance of their role. <clears throat> we strive for excellence at Baptist, um, but... Uh, it's hard to do that when the surroundings don't scream excellence. Mm. Uh, in in the middle of a, a 71-year-old building that was very limited to what we could do to fix it. Um, and so now we turn the page and, and uh, just the excitement, starting with our team members, walking around that new campus, it is palpable. Um, Shakespeare, I mean, I'm sorry, um, Churchill said, we shape our facilities and afterwards they shape us. Mm. And that was so true in the legacy campus, you know. It's, it sort of shapes your mindset. Well, the same is true of this new campus. Right. Where um, when people walk the halls and there's just such a vibrancy and excitement and a joy, uh, whether you're a patient or a visitor or a doctor or a team member or a volunteer, it's, it's the same feeling. And so we're just harnessing this excitement right now. Um, uh, we are busy. Uh, we, we are seeing... Uh, more patient volume than, than we originally projected, which is it's a good problem because we're equipped for that. Good. The capacity and capabilities are equipped for that. Um, and, and, and there's just a, a lot of excitement right now um, because, again, coming back to your earlier question, we see healthcare as part of community infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We're here to solve a community challenge, uh, not run a business. And so for that standpoint, um, it's, just, it's just an exciting time at Baptist Healthcare. Yeah, well, again, uh, Mark, thank you so much uh, for being on the show today. Congratulations yeah. on the move and the new campus and all the exciting things that are happening. Thank you to, to Baptist Healthcare for being such an important part of our community and, and the leadership that, that you all show as an organization every day. Uh, we're, we really appreciate everything you do. Well, thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me this morning, and thanks for all the support along the way. Absolutely. This is uh, – would. Uh, Mark Faulkner, president of Baptist Healthcare here on the Chamber Connection. Uh, just a couple of quick updates uh, on Chamber events. We have our Good Morning Pensacola Breakfast this Friday morning at 7.30 at Scenic Hills Country Club. You can go on our website, PensacolaChamber.com, to register for that. And then in a few weeks, on October 25th, we have our annual State of the Military Luncheon. Uh, it will be uh, kind of a, a different uh, format this year, and uh, so be on the lookout for what we'll be doing for that. And uh, thank you again for listening to Chamber Connections.